Hello, and thanks for joining us for FYI, the Public Library's podcast. Today we are recording live from the PLA 2016 conference in Denver. Our guest is Erica Carmas Jasonis. Erica is Chief Librarian for Information Management at the Cecil County Public Library in Elkton, Maryland. Yesterday, Erica presented a how-to session entitled How to Keep Your Library's Facebook Page from Getting Hacked. We're going to talk to her about that topic today. Thanks for joining us, Erica. Thank you so much for asking me. Can you give us a little background on Facebook hacks? Yeah, there are a variety of things. I mean, honestly, you know, one of the things that people need to keep in mind when selecting who's going to be on their social media team for their organization is really making very wise, judicious decisions about um, who's going to be on that team in general. Because unfortunately, sometimes those hacks come from the inside. You know, disgruntled employee or um, sometimes just somebody who's not necessarily like a judicious choice in terms of high level of responsibility. So of course, you always want to make a super good decision about who that person is going to be and giving them really good security training. So that's, you know, step one. And then, of course, there are always hacks that can come from the outside. So in terms of the tips, we're going to talk about um, ways to prevent that. Okay, so what happens when your Facebook account gets hacked? Usually, you wake up on a Saturday morning and you start getting phone calls or texts um, and, you know, of like, did you see what's up on our Facebook page? OMG. You try to log into your account and you, you know, suddenly you can't and you're panicking and you're getting in touch with the rest of your team and they can't log in either. That's the worst case scenario. And of course, that's absolutely something that doesn't need to happen. So Facebook is really unique in the sense that it's tied to people's personal accounts. So unlike other, you know, social media accounts where you could have an account for your organization, you can't do that with Facebook. So that puts your organization as a library in kind of a a bit of a a quandary. So not only do you have to make a really good choice about who in your organization you're going to have be on your social media team, it also has to be tied to their personal accounts. The nice thing is Facebook does give you the option for different page roles. And so there are admins, there are editors, and then there are even different page roles beneath that. One thing that I can't recommend strongly enough is picking one admin, and then most likely the rest of your team can be editors, and that will be perfectly sufficient enough. And why is it important to have only one admin? Well, the admin, it really has supreme control over the entire account. You want to have somebody be the admin that, quite honestly, is not logged into Facebook really like ever. And why is that? It's because if that account gets compromised, if that account gets hacked, they could then boot everybody else off of the account. And and that's um, unfortunately what happened with the ALA hack. It's what happens with a lot of hacks. So in identifying what would be good, uh, you know, in terms of picking that admin account, you want it to be somebody who's not highly visible within your organization. So, you know, probably not your director, not your PR person, somebody who doesn't spend a lot of time logged in, somebody who practices ultra high security, somebody who, again, is extremely secure within the organization. And then the rest of the team, they can just function as editors. And that in and of itself would be our number one tip. They are at a much lower risk. So they they can publish posts, they can see the analytics, they can do everything that they need to do. And if one of them were to get compromised, then the admin could log in and clean up the trouble. Right. Really, our next tip apart from that is, you know, Facebook also offers the option to enable two-factor authentication. And, you know, Facebook, they actually call this login approvals. This is located under security within Facebook. 
but it's a concept that actually everyone is familiar with if you've ever used a bank card with a pin because right. there's the two factors. Basically what it means is, you know, something you physically have and something you know within your mind. You know, your pin card, you have something in your hand and you have something in your mind. So that if you were to lose your bank card, it's very unlikely that somebody that found it on the street, could they couldn't do anything with it because they don't have the knowledge that's in your mind. So in Facebook, if you enable um, the login approvals, what it does is the first time you log in from an unfamiliar device, it will text a code to your phone. And that way, it just adds an additional layer of security. If you're, you know, if somebody was trying to get into your account, it would be very difficult for them to, you know, to hack in. Each person that is associated with a, a library's Facebook page can do this. So that way, for some reason, like let's say some hacker like, or like somebody got your password, even if they did and they're logging in from another device, uh -huh. they would also have to have access to your phone to be able to get into your account. So it adds a whole other layer, like a buffer of security, makes it extremely unlikely that they would actually be able to get into your account. One additional question is, okay, but what about yourself? What if you didn't have your phone? Like what if you're out somewhere and you know, right. like you're here at PLA and you're like downstairs in the hotel lobby and you're like, oh man, I wanna update the library's Facebook page. And um, you, you're like, oh no, I don't have my phone with me. And it's like an emergency or something. Um, you, Facebook actually lets you print out a little sheet of 10 codes and you can you know, refresh them if you need more that you can have in a secure location and use up for those kinds of circumstances. Another tip is the idea of using pass phrases instead of passwords. Oh, right. And so what is the difference between those two? Pass phrases combine random words together, which are really easy to remember. If you put together four random common words, correct horse battery staple, it's four random words, but it's so easy to remember. Yeah. And if you had, you know, a hack at a thousand guesses per second, it would take 550 years to crack that. For our social media team, people that are using their phones and their devices, you know, we want them using um, passcodes on their phones and their devices as well. Oftentimes people know about like phishing schemes via email, but one thing that people often don't know about are phishing schemes via places like chat. Programs like Outlook or like websites, when you hover over the link, if you're, you know, conscientious as like all good librarians are, you can see what the link really is. However, in places like Google Chat or Facebook Chat, you can't. And it has to do with the way it's coded in the background. Uh, so that is really dangerous. And so in places like Facebook Chat, you can get hacked pretty easily. I've known people that have gotten hacked in Facebook by phishing schemes where, you know, somebody has pretended to be, you know, Facebook staff. And that same sense of urgency that a lot of phishing schemes will employ, you know, pretending to be Facebook staff and saying, you know, things like, there's something wrong with your account. We need you to go to this page. Anytime that you're approached with that sense of urgency, uh, you know, you need to stop. You know, it's sort of depressing, but Facebook doesn't care about you that much. Their customer service is not 
that good. You know, they're not going to get in touch with anyone personally, like that proactively via Facebook chat. They don't do that. So if you're getting a message from Facebook, be suspicious. Be very suspicious. Right. Yeah. Just links in general that if you don't know what it is, Google it yourself and, and just be very, very cautious. I feel like people are probably becoming more or hopefully are becoming more wary of links. In my new laptop, every time I uh, even hover near a link or go near a link, it says, are you sure you want to click on this link? Yeah, you really need to think <laughs> about it. You need to think about it. Facebook also offers under their security settings, just another good thing, which is login alerts. And that will give you a message. If you have the other uh, measures in place that you know I recommended, it's unlikely that you'll need to get to this point. But let's say things go really bad, you get a message that there's been a login from a different location. And it actually gives you some really interesting metadata. It's a little scary how much Facebook knows about you, you know, but you could say, no, this wasn't me. And then it will log you in, you know, you have to, you know, put your password in and everything, but it will list out for you all of the posts, like recent posts, and you can just go through and check no, 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 and it'll delete them right away. So it's just a nice way to clean up the account. Another one that our tech staff really likes to recommend to our staff is the idea of taking precautions when you walk away from your screen. We take such precautions when it comes to, you know, patron records. But sometimes I think we can let the ball drop a little bit when we walk away from the screen. So we might have like patron information up on the screen and the same holds true for social media accounts. And oftentimes, you know, it's just that we're so busy. We're multitasking, um, doing so many things and helping so many people. Our libraries are exceptionally busy. So we train all of our staff to lock the screen when they walk away, when they're, you know, whether they're in the back or whether they're definitely, you know, when they're out um, on the public service desks. So for Windows machines, it's just Windows key L. And for Macs, it's just control shift eject or control shift power, depending on whether or not the Mac machine you're working with has an eject button, because some of them do and some of them don't. Facebook likes to leave you logged in. It's really obnoxious. So you do need to uncheck the keep me logged in box and be really vigilant about that. That's an important point. Yeah. You really need to think about your phone and your devices as a computer in miniature because that really is what it is. And so we recommend using some form of antiviral protection, even on your phone. And so a lot of times the carriers, they will offer something Mm -hmm. and, you know, you can just use that. That way, anytime you're downloading um, a new app or updates for the app, it will run it through a scan. Also, being really choosy about what apps you download, we would probably think long and hard before downloading a free program out on the internet for our desktop computer. And yet somehow a lot of us seem to feel perfectly okay about doing that for our phone, but when really it's the, it's the same. I think reconsidering that model is, is really good. I know it can be a real pain, you know, when those like updates come down being like, oh, okay, I have to stop and I have to download these updates, but it's so important. They're, they're there for a reason to patch holes so that you don't have vulnerabilities, both for your desktop and for your devices. Also, you know, making sure things like Java 
and Flash are up to date. And only connecting your devices to trusted Wi-Fi access points, which can be difficult. Right. It can be really difficult. And, and so, you know, yeah, sometimes you might be in a situation where you, you have to use public Wi-Fi. However, I wouldn't connect like your email or your social media accounts to them. I, I just wouldn't do it. I don't know about everybody out there, but I hate stereotypes about librarians. They really mm -hmm. bother me. And, I, you know, I do everything I can to dispel them. I would say equally, I just am so frustrated when I hear stereotypes about the IT profession. We are very fortunate to have really wonderful um, staff that do a lot of our technology work. I supervise those staff, and we have a, really a mission that we talk about all the time in terms of meeting the internal and external needs and to improve customer service with our technology work. And we have a great relationship that we fostered with our staff and with our patrons. You know, if your organization is struggling with not wanting to consult with IT, I think it's something that needs to be addressed. Right. I will say people always ask, but what if the worst happens? First thing you should do is get in touch with your IT person because you probably have an infected computer probably within your network. And so need to get that computer disconnected from the network so you don't have an even larger problem on your hands. You need to get in touch with the other members of your social media team and your director and your PR person and all that sort of thing. So, you know, even before that, you need to make sure that you have everybody's numbers, you know, all that sort of thing really kept up to date. Most organizations have like an emergency calling tree and that sort of thing. So you can get in touch with everybody very quickly if you need to. And then, yes, you know, Facebook, they have basically it's just facebook.com slash hacked. Right. You don't get to talk to a person. No. You just send an email and wait can be excruciating, I would imagine. A typical return time is days. And again, you know, I always try to emphasize with people, Facebook is a free service. And when the service is free... That really means that, you know, we're the product. And that's kind of a creepy thought. We have no leverage. So, listeners, the best thing to do is follow Erica's advice. Be proactive in applying these security tips to your Facebook and other social media accounts. That's some great advice. Did you have anything else to add? Yeah, my Twitter handle is at E-J-E-S-O-N-I-S. And happy to take questions if anybody has them. Thank you again for tuning in to another live podcast from PLA 2016. Thanks, Erica. Bye. Thank you.